0: You that burdens are gone that shackles are broken that strongholds are broken we thank you father we thank you for bringing such a refreshing bringing refreshment to us and father we pray lord god that those who are carrying things who've been lied to in the world to be told that they have to be a certain way or they have to get they have to stop doing something before they come to you we bind that lie and cast it down and declare we thank you lord that you take us just as we are and your word does the changing your spirit does the changing and so we thank you lord god that that anointing is over this place now it's over your word and it's over everyone here under the sound of your word lord god and declare that you draw them in Lord god they cannot unless you draw them in so we thank you that your word reaches out to them And we just declare a great harvest of souls into your kingdom, returning your children to you, returning them back home to you. We thank you, Lord God, and we just declare your will be done. We thank you for your promises. You are a promise keeper. If you said it, you're gonna do it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And we thank you, Lord God, for those promises that are at hand right now, unhindered. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you glory. Amen, 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 amen. 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 And at amen. this time, if you would please stand and join us, we welcome our pastor, Dr. J. Calvin Tibbs, as he comes in and leads us in our declaration. Good morning, Pastor.
1: Good morning, amen. 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 Hallelujah, everybody. Let's start off with praise the Lord. I'm a fully functioning member of the body of Christ. I am saved and still growing, well trained and flowing. I am light in a dark hour, full of the spirit and power. I seek the Lord to win the loss. With honor, I pay the cost. I am dedicated to my mission. I'm ready and in position. I'm on fire, going higher, and blessed to be a blessing. So I praise God. Praise Jesus. Holy Ghost, lead me where I'm needed. Because victory is mine. Tell somebody else. Shout it out loud now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to the house, everybody, and God bless you. For those of you who are at home right now, you may have a seat here, have a seat here, and if you're at home, clearly you are probably doing that. How's everybody doing? Are you okay mentally because I was talking to someone and they were like you know some places are really the folks are struggling because of the Russia situation are y'all all all right okay And, and it may have been because some of the preparedness that we went over what 2020 we went over the book of Revelations three times the book of Revelation three times we read it from cover to cover and then we did two teachings from dr. David Jeremiah and from dr. Ron Phillips so it's not time yet I don't think for the Russia, China, Germany connection, for the end times. But in the meantime, we gotta pray for our country, and we need to pray for the country that is under assault. Because the Lord doesn't like it when you mess with innocent blood, as in women and children, who and civilians really, who are defenseless. And um, I'm just reminded of so many things in the scripture that talk about eras like this. So pray for our leaders and pray that the blessing over Ukraine might manifest. Now, if you were here before when we did the message on the the power of the blessing, I won't go into asking you questions just yet, but blessing does two things. Anybody remember that? I guess I'm going to ask you a question anyway. The blessing does two things. Lord, I praise you. Okay, what, what is the definition of the word blessing? Thank you, Maya. What's the definition of the word blessing? Okay, so clearly, I have to do more work. The blessing does two things by way of definition. It sets people on the right path. That's the reason why you wanna pray for your enemies because clearly they're not on the right path. So when Jesus said pray for your enemies, you're literally praying that they might be put on the right path. The second definition of the word blessing is to turn things around. Another reason you wanna pray for your enemies because if they're going in the wrong direction, they need to get turned around so when jesus said pray for your enemies it wasn't a crazy statement it's almost like i'm just being nice to everybody that's not what the blessing is dealing with the blessing is really dealing with putting people on the path of righteousness one of two ways on the path to start and turn back on the right path secondly so those are your two reasons why you want to bless people you want to bless your life you want to bless the folks over in ukraine you want to bless Putin you want to bless him bless him bless him I know it seems like but he's killing people no Jesus said bless and the reason why the word bless is there is because it turns them around it turns them around he needs to be turned around and he will be turned around he will be turned around today is communion first Sunday of every month amen amen And I'm excited about that. And typically we use communion as the transition for the next series. But he shared with me, don't let up off of the Sabbath. And so I'm going to deal more with the Sabbath a little bit today as we weave in the reason why we want to commune with God. And then secondly, we'll pick it up again next week and we'll see if the Lord wants us to continue. So let me ask you, how many of you took advantage of the 6 p.m friday night to 6 p.m saturday night to have a Sabbath. let me see your hands okay about half kind of kind of how many of you still struggling to get there just raise your hands same folks who are doing it are struggling yeah yeah i understand because work is that's why it says labor to enter you know you got to work to get to the point where you can actually get into the sabbath how many of you are noticing any differences at all since you started to do this you are noticing some differences yeah yeah see it's available and I'll tell you again I used to throw this over my shoulders just like you did like the Sabbath meant nothing more than a nice little verse or we ascribed it to the law but the fact of the matter is the book of Hebrews just as many other verses talk about the Sabbath why quick quick because you need to rest see we don't we think we're too strong to need rest that's what a lot of us think. Oh, I don't need no rest. You know, I ain't but 40. Or I ain't but 30. Or I ain't, I'm not but 20. You know what I did some math for you the other day? Want me to tell you about the math? I know you have 52 weeks a year. I made it 50 just for the sake of the math. And you know how many years the Lord promised us, right? Which is 120. 70 is that early version, but correct. But when he talked about the beginning of man's days will be 120 years, this is right after the flood, because man was living 900 years, right? So if you're talking about a long life, what was connected to that long life? The answer, obedience to the Lord. But we see in six chapters, by the time we get to chapter six, God's talking about destroying all of mankind. And the reality of that was Sodom and Gomorrah. So when you look at it, sin happened real fast after the garden. Because what God said got diluted more and more. How much more do you think God's word is diluted today? So when I did the math, ladies and gentlemen, 50 times 120 is 6,000. What's the number of man? And a 1,000 speaks to eternity. So man was supposed to live Easily 6,000 years, 4,000, 2,000, but sin occurred. So when you consider that we could have had 6,000 rest periods spent with God, that's gotten reduced, that's gotten reduced, it's gotten reduced, it's gotten reduced, it's gotten reduced, it's gotten reduced. And you know what we blame it on? Come on, y'all, talk to me fast now. We blame it on the devil. Oh, the devil's busy. Rebuke the devil. Maybe it's the diet that's the problem. And maybe that temple, which he said belongs to God, he allowed the strength of it to keep you moving all these years when not only did we not rest, but we also brought things to it. I can just tell you as a living witness, so I'm not talking about anybody. I'm telling you as a living witness, I am so thankful for redemption of time. And so for those of you who have not yet gotten the revelation, please understand as I read these verses to you that God is talking to you about rest in the body called his temple that belongs to him. And if you can get to the point where you can labor to rest, now again, if you have a job on Saturday you have multiple options. You pray that God will give you a better job. You pray that he will give you rest when you get off, finally. And when you get off, don't do all the things that you didn't get done before that. Make Friday up till a certain point. And again, it's not religious, please. It's not religious. It is really getting you in position to obey the word of the Lord because Hebrews tells us the reason why folks die, we think it's just the devil and medical issues and we didn't eat right. I'm telling you, I see clearly it's because we disobeyed a commandment forever and the body couldn't take it anymore. So, let's go ahead and dive in here. Let's give the band some thanksgiving for their blessing this morning. I love those guys. They are a great, great blessing. So, I'm going to start this with 10 things you need to know about the Sabbath. Only we're going to do five of them. Starting in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 48. It says, but no one who did not know did what deserved a beating. What he's saying is this concept of unto whom much is given much is required that's at the end of that verse and he's saying if you didn't know enough and you got punished you'll be beaten. that person with few stripes but those who knew better he said they would be beaten with many stripes now y'all familiar with that verse right i thought about it over the week and i'm like the lord's telling me something different here about this verse or something in addition to the verse and it's this how many of you have sort of found yourself being the adult in the room wherever you go a lot, a lot of places. How many of you sometimes see the, adult, the adults who act like kids getting away with stuff all the time? And how many of you sometimes wish you weren't the adult in the room? Because it's like, how do they get away with it? Yeah. And you don't have to go through nothing. I mean, you have to go through something, but it seems like they don't have to go through anything. Well, you got any family members like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a trip how that, how that goes. But, but here's an interesting point. Is it possible that they don't know any better? So, unto whom much is given, much is required. So, in this context, although God is looking at them, who else is he looking at? Now, why is he looking at you? Because you know better. Because unto whom much is given, much is required. So, while they're cutting up, you know better. So, much is required of you. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I just kind of work with that thought for a minute, you know, and anytime you get a thought from the Lord, don't just say, huh, that's nice and go shopping. Think about it. Just go back and muse over it. So I thought, well, wait a minute. Is that why Jesus died? Because God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. This is after the, cro- the cross, That at the sound of the name of Jesus, every knee would bow. But he couldn't get to the bowing stage of every name until much was required of him which was the cross so Jesus knew better so he did better Mm -hmm. and because he did better those who didn't know better saw his example Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to help you to keep moving when it seems like you're always the one having to do right it's for purpose Mm -hmm. because unto whom much is given much is required not from them, from God Now this is a graduation kind of a ceremony because you're not thinking about what other people are going through because most people aren't thinking about God. They're just not. How do you know? The world's condition. If the world was really thinking about God the way perhaps God wants us to, we would be a lot more God inside minded so that our thoughts would reflect every moment of, if you will, being the adult in the room. So I set that up to start this process with the things that I want you to take a look at, starting in Hebrews chapter 1 and, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse number 1. We're going to look at probably five or six verses of scripture because we've got to move this along. Thank you, Shay. Listen, to, let's read this together, you all. Therefore, since a promise remains, it's on the screen, of entering his rest. Keep going. Okay, let's read it again. Therefore a promise remains
0: of entering his rest, let us
1: fear that any of you seem to have come short of it. Okay, is this a New Testament verse? Yes. Does it mean it's after the law? Yes. Absolutely does. Does it mean that we should pay attention to it? Yes. How do you know? Answer, two basic fundamental things. You'll be tested on this again later, and I may have to say it again. You have to look at Scripture in total based upon before the cross and what comes after the cross. There are certain things that were in the Old Testament that stayed on the Old Testament side of the cross. But there are some things that made it through the cross. So some things come to the cross, some things go through the cross. This made it through the cross. How do you know it made it? Because it's after the cross. Uh, okay. Hebrews is after the resurrection of Jesus. Paul is writing this. Some say Luke, but regardless. The bottom line is, he's saying that something that was before the cross... Still remains as a promise. What is that? It's rest. So if it came through the cross, it's coming to a town near you. Now, look at the, the conditions of this. It says, therefore, since a promise remains, remains from what? From when it was first given, which was in what chapter of what book? Do I have to give you the big time hint? the book of Genesis hallelujah we got that hallelujah (laughs) because God said in the seventh day he rested from all of his labor which is what Paul is referencing here so since we know that rest is a holdover for you today it says there's a promise that remains let us do what fear stop right there so now this is not a seventh day Adventist verse yeah in the sense that I'm not a Seventh-day Adventist, so I don't have to pay attention. He's saying here, let us fear. Let us reverence what he's saying. Lest any of us seem to do what? So what you're telling me is God is not the taskmaster that some people think he is. Because he's not trying to make you work seven days a week, 24-7. He's trying to get us to rest. In fact, if the leftover is rest what happens when you do I'll say that again if what's left over is the promise of rest what do you think happens when you rest more see in America we associate more with work because we are associating mentally we've all been trained on it so I'm not sounding well I might be sounding like I've had this all together but this is a two-week journey <laughs> now in the third week of moving in this area because I got the revelation And once the revelation comes, you don't sit back and say, well, that's not how we have always done it. You start rolling that thing out. And I am telling you, the benefits of rest far outweigh, on one day, on one day, far outweigh the activity of our thinking that we're in some kind of a grind that we are responsible to stay in. Yeah, I know it's messing with the the paradigm we've all been raised with. Let's go to the, well, here's, here's the first thing you need to know. The promise of rest still remains. That's the first thing you need to know of the 10 things you need to know about the promise, or 10 things you need to know about the Sabbath. The number two is in verse number two. Number one goes to number two, which is very powerful. It says, Because indeed, this is how this is. The gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Who is them? I don't know. Maybe the Gentiles? Okay. That's good. Old Testament. Amen. Because this is a carryover from what was left over from before. So, before they were given this good news, and what was the good news? Rest. Rest was good news. We associate good news with Jesus. Come on now, what's wrong with y'all? World Why, world world. Why y'all all quiet? You're not going to get hurt if, you, if you're wrong. Listen, the Old Testament was a prelude of Jesus, but Jesus was sprinkled all in it. Yeah. Okay. Rest was the indicator. Okay. okay. The reason why I rest was the indication of Jesus through the Sabbath is that they could rest in a weary, crazy world. So the idea, once again, indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them and out, but the word which they heard was, did not profit them. And why didn't it profit them? It's up there. Hold it, faith is not Old Testament. How, how what, what? So you're telling me faith is Old Testament because everyone was given the measure of faith, even the that's a New Testament verse, faith comes by hearing and they heard the word of God in the Old Testament. The thing was, they chose not to believe what they heard. They were not persuaded, here you go, that rest was a part of the equation of necessity. And so it is today. We don't think that rest is a part of the requirement. See how quiet y'all are? I mean, it's like we're in a Presbyterian church, which I love. Oh, I love Presbyterian churches, but y'all are like in a Presbyterian church. This is not Kingdom Dominion Presbyterian Church. But I get it because we're used to the grind, and you feel almost as if I don't know what you feel, but it's almost like I'm betraying hard work. I didn't say you had you got six days to work hard. That's true. Work hard on all of them. Enjoy all of them. Go to work on Monday with a smile. Yeah. Since we want it so much, go to work on Tuesday with a smile. Dance, sing your song. Dance, dance, dance. the song. And the dance. Anyway, just enjoy the whole week. But when you get to the end, be glad you worked hard. Come on. Come on. You're right. You're
0: right. I'm telling you, it's
1: a different. It is a different mindset. It's a di- listen. Listen, I'm telling you now, this is revelation. It's been there the whole time. I don't even know how I just read over it. I was telling Daryl that. It's like I'm just read over it. It's like, yeah, yeah, Lord. I mean, that's fine. It just kept moving. But now, now it's getting in focus. And these verses have been there before. And then when you get down to these other verses, like, you know, the word of God is quick and powerful. I'm like, how does that even connect until I saw it this morning? Check this out. The good news, the, say the Sabbath is good news. And it, it, has been to me. it has been preached to me. Yeah, so if I don't go any further, which I plan to go one more, it's been preached to you. But you're going to have a requirement with this word, and that's to do what? Faith. You got to mix it with faith. with faith. If you don't mix it with faith, it's just that, you know, my pastor's talking about this. Right. No, you got to be talking about this. Right. I'm going to read this again, let's read it together For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So the number two thing you need to know about the Sabbath is rest must be mixed with faith If you're looking at the laundry and you're like, I can't wait till this is over so I can wash. It's not mixed with faith. If you are like looking at the clock like, oh, I got to cut the grass. I mean, don't you know all these things I have to do? It's not mixed with faith. Go and cut the grass. Go and wash the clothes. Cut the grass. Do everything you always do like you've always done it. Don't you even worry about it. Just, just do you, as they say. And forget about the word of the Lord. Just forget it. I ain't doing no Lord stuff. Just do what you want to do. Oh, yeah. Let's go to number three, and that's going to be found in Hebrews chapter four, verses three through five. This is incredible right here. For we who have believed, do enter that rest. The question is, do you believe? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, because you're hearing it. Faith comes by hearing. Now, I know some are still trying to get there. And I get it. Look, it's between you and the Lord. But I'm telling you, the Lord told me to tell you, he wants you to rest so he can bless. See, remember the whole thing about this year? Let the Lord do what? Bless you. This is one of the ways. Through the Sabbath rest, we've gone through dreams, we've gone through promises, and we're going to go through some other things. But right now, one way that the Lord can bless you is through the Sabbath. Check it out. He says, for we who have believed do enter that rest. And he has said, I swore in my wrath that they who don't believe me shall not enter my rest. Now, the reason why this can't be heaven is because of the definition of the word rest. The definition of the word rest here is not divine. It's not eternal. It's colonization. Wow. I know, trip me out too. So what's a colony? Well, some people in America don't like that America was colonized. And in some other places, they wish that we were, I don't know what they wish we were, but the fact of the matter is, a colony has a community. Mm-hmm. Inside of the 12 colonies, if there was a need that was, quote, government, the people paid the representative for security. For example, example the big tough guy was the guy who made sure that there were no fights because he was too big to mess with. So everybody put in their little whatever they did. Also, they put in other things that ultimately became stores and post offices and things of that nature. But here's the main point about the word rest as it relates to colonization. It's connected to the government of God. The government of God did not come to the earth to crack the whip. The government of God came to establish itself as a kingdom built upon righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus comes along, they're looking for an overthrow of Rome. They said, we thought when Messiah comes, he's going to take care of all this. But Messiah established a different kingdom. Because the kingdom of God didn't come with the observation of this and that and the other. It came through the demonstration of Christ whose activity was an expansion of the colony or the kingdom of God. And what is it capable of doing? Rest. Why is it capable of rest? Because it has no enemies. Amen. Wow. That's where the word peace comes from. Peace, we think, that's the reason why the Bible calls it the peace that surpasses understanding to guard your hearts and minds, is because it doesn't make sense for you to have that kind of peace. Peace on this scale is without regard to an enemy because they've all been defeated. Oh, wow. So when we look at peace that's that's fleeting, it's peace for now. But when you deal with the peace in the kingdom, there is nothing else to subdue. That's the peace that has come to set up inside of you. And guess what it does? It guards your heart. It guards your mind in Christ Jesus because the king of the colony, the king of the kingdom has arrived. Here you go to give you rest. He says, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished. How long? So where are we now? We're in the book of Genesis. So in the book of Genesis, the work of, amen, it came through the cross. And in the beginning, you heard words like it is finished. Or you heard it was well done. Or you heard that now on the Sabbath, he's making that day holy. Was that a finished work? Yes why then did Adam and Eve think they needed to do something else? Because they were deceived, Eve, and Adam was disobedient, the two D's. Disobedient and deception. So disobedience is typically, at least according to scripture, something that men do. Don't get quiet, because ladies, I'm coming to you next. Deception (laughs) <laughs> Deception is typical of women.
0: Oh my God.
1: I didn't say it's your birthright. I said it is typical. How many bad men have women dated? Well, Why? Deceived by his words. So what the man does is he disobeys and starts swaying. So when a man is in disobedience with the Lord, he's acting like the fallen nature of Adam. When a woman is deceived because of the latest gimmick or the latest, you know, whatever it is, you know, even down to even down to, for example, y'all know fashion is not for men. It's not for men. It's not for men. It's not for men. It's not for men. men. You know this, right? Fashion is for y'all. See how quiet it got, brothers? Y'all, it used to be the amen group. See, when, when you go into any store, like Macy's or Nordstrom's or TJ Maxx, notice that three-eighths of the store, not even three-quarters,
0: it's for ladies. It's
1: for ladies. Because they have convinced you that this season you need this. That's right. That's right next season you need that all year round they have it on a cycle and the guy walks in and sometimes he's sitting down or pushing the buggy or in the corner you know because he's not deceived into thinking (laughs) just work with me, just work with me, just work with me just work with me, me. y'all look good now so I'm I'm not hating on that but I am telling you they depend on the tendency to make money. It's not, it's not a bad thing when you bring it under, under control where you don't spend your whole paycheck on it. It's not a bad thing if it's under the authority of your colony called your budget, right? But if every time you watch television, is calling you <laughs> to aisle five, and or you saw somebody wearing it, you're like, mm, she looks cute, because y'all know I love you all. I love you all. Y'all scan each other just like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, got you. Like it, like it. It's not malicious. It's not malicious. I'm just telling you, you scan. Yeah. Scanners were not created when they got guns out. Y'all were the original scanners. Y'all look at a woman, and you also say, where in the world is she wearing that? Because you think that. Because you have been made fine print. So, my point to you is, I'm, I'm just saying, It's not, look, I love my wife. I do. I, I love my wife. And, and, and I'm sure the husbands love your wives. Yes. That was a hint. Thank you, Freddie. Somebody caught it. Somebody caught it. <laughs> Somebody caught it. <laughs> we, do, uh, we do what? We do what? Redo, Henry about t- redo oh well they got it so the okay. brothers you don't have to do it with men men would be like I already said it once so you know headlines you don't want to have to press them too much so, so so the point here that I'm trying to get across and hello to the home audience I hope y'all alright I hope y'all stay tuned <laughs> to this look at your house and you'll see what I'm saying even accessories in your house yeah, it's, it's all the things we think we need we don't need them we want them. And it's okay, as long as you know the difference between needs and wants. And I'm not here to tell you what those differences are for you. But I am, con- I am conveying to you that God is basically saying here that when he was in anger over a blessing that was rejected. Who did this also that he got angry with and said he hated? Oh, thank you, Lord. Minister Steve, if you're watching, they're answering. They're answering. They're answering. He's on. They're answering, Minister Steve. Are you dropping hints in the chat? Uh, I'm just checking. (laughs) So, God's not happy when you're not compliant with what He gave you. Okay. In other words, if you're jealous of what somebody else has, it means you're not pleased with what He provided you. And so what he gave us all is rest. And so he is not happy. He says, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished. So you're telling me that a finished work can be undone by people who don't understand what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. See, if Adam and Eve had just said, it's already finished, we're just like God. The question was, have God said? God said everything we needed, uh, Satan. Or he would have known him by a word of knowledge. He would have known that you're Satan, not just call him serpent. He knew what was in the serpent. Because Satan possessed the serpent. The serpent did this like Dr. Doodle a little, little to start talking. He possessed the serpent crawling at that particular point because he understood authority. Last time he bucked it, he got thrown to this planet. So now he's looking at a person not quite sure, because please know this, as much as you think you're getting attacked by the enemy, he does not have revelation knowledge. He's not omniscient. He's not omnipotent. He is a created subservient being who deceives mankind so to the degree that Satan said to him and ultimately to Eve hath God said all they had to say was what Jesus said when he was tempted three times it is written and ultimately it is finished and ultimately be gone that's all he had to do that's all he had to do, that's all you have to do So when the enemy tries to get you Rushing and rushing and rushing On Friday into your Saturday Or pick another day for your Sabbath If Saturday is the day that you work And you're rushing, rushing, rushing And all you're doing is working You're really demonstrating a lack of dependence on the Lord Yeah And if a, if a lack of dependence on the Lord continues You will ultimately have to deal with What your own strength looks like they shall not in my with rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken of a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested, this is that way, on the seventh day from all of his works. And again, I mean, how many times do they have to say this? In this place, he said, They will not enter my rest. So that tells me that between now and the time we get to heaven, God really wants to have some God time with you. And let's just say you are busy all week in a sense. I mean, you still got a a brain. So you're thinking about what you're thinking about. And part of that thought could be about God, about how good he is, how kind he is. But let's say you're too busy to even get to that because you just hadn't disciplined yourself yet. That's really what it is. So now the sixth day has come he's really waiting for you in the room Mm -hmm. he's just waiting for you and you and if you never show up every week that's fifty two times a year if you show up twice you can't tell me that doesn't affect the heart of God you also can't tell me it doesn't affect yours I'll say that again if you don't perpetually, if we don't, and I'm talking mankind. It happens to all of us. If we don't accept or honor the rest, it will be created. Mm.
0: Okay. okay. Nice. I know. It will
1: be. Absolutely. Third thing you need to know about the Sabbath. A finished work needs nothing else. A finished work needs nothing else. Let's go to the next one. It's also in verses... Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, we're looking at verse 6, and then we're going to go to verse, oh, thank you for putting the whole thing up, Shay, verse number 10, and, and it's this, just to further the point of your faith again, since therefore, what is, what is he talking about? He's talking about rest again, there remains, therefore it remains that some must enter it, what is he talking about? Rest, rest. since it remains, he's telling us the second time, it's still here, it's still here for you. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Verse 10 says, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works just like God did.
0: Wow.
1: Okay, you got the comparison? So the Lord is saying, if you want to be like me, do what I do. Now, look, God did a whole lot more in days one through six than we ever get done in a six-day work week. I mean, come on, plants, photosynthesis, the ecosystem. I mean, that's God, right? And still he said, now I'm going to let what I did, because it's completed, stand. What we should be able to do come Friday late, or whatever your Sabbath day is, is, is look back and say, I've done everything. Come on now. Now let it stand. Come on now. Now, if it can't stand on the work you did, work better next week. If it can stand, here you go, trust God. Don't work harder. Here's number four. Ignoring the Sabbath puts you behind. Not ahead. See, we think if we can run faster and get it done, you know, We got it now. No, 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 no. See, because this says, it remains, it was preached. Some were disobedient. But I'm among those groups, and you are, who are going to enter the rest just like God entered rest after he finished. In other words, there wasn't one more gnat to be created. There wasn't a little bit more sunlight to let through. Because he did everything to completion, and that's how you work. Make the declaration. I work like that. You see, that way, this idea, which you've got to start rebuking, there isn't enough hours in the day. We've all said that, and we, by default, are saying what God provided is not a finished work. It's not enough. We First Lady and I spent part of our Sabbath with these little cards Beja got us for, for Christmas where you just ask each other questions. And so the question was, which would you pick? $500 more per month or two hours more per day what do you think we chose
0: Given what you taught, given what I taught, you're saying that you don't trust guy given what I
1: taught, I don't need a 26-hour day. No,
0: I do not.
1: I, I could take the $500 and be just fine. But to add more time to my work is to say I don't trust what he's done. Yeah, you're right. It is to say that you're, I mean, again, I used to be this way in the work world. I mean, I'm still in the work world, different kind of way. But I'm saying it used to always be, I remember telling clients, we're available 24 hours, seven days a week, our phone, our cell phone, you can call us all the time. And sometimes I sat there, I'm like, I don't even know if I like what I just said, but you know, we want your business, so okay, we're here. And guess what they did? They called when they got ready. Yeah. And you know I wasn't sitting there like, oh, praise the Lord. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my body was probably saying, I want some Sabbath rest. Yes. I just didn't have this teaching to know I needed the rest that I was trying to get. I don't think I can go any further. There's much more on here, especially in the book of Revelation. So I'm going to give you this your homework as your homework. And I'll pick number five, which I have here, but we'll pick this up next week. Revelation chapter 14. I want you to look at verses 9 through 13 because we need to do the emblems. That create rest for us before we go over to the training when it comes down to the rest of the Lord and Jesus being our Sabbath rest he's Lord over the Sabbath that's why when he worked on the Sabbath it was not a violation of Scripture why wasn't it a violation of Scripture number one because Jesus was perfect but let's look at the heart of the situation when he healed On the Sabbath, and brothers, you all can come and help us with the emblems because I'm kind of talking into it now. Those of you who are helping with that. When he said to the person, he said, how many of you having an oxen, and Minister Yvonne, how many of you having an ox that falls into a ditch would wait until after the Sabbath to go get it? And none of them would. And the reason why is the need is now. And I know we could say that about washing dishes and going shopping and all those things that we do. But Jesus, in the spirit of what he was referencing, was saying to them, because they said, you have six days, not only for that miracle, but any other miracle you plan on doing, do them in other days. (laughs) His point was, there's a need right now. The point that he's making to us is, the need for rest is right now. So don't keep working like you're not a part of the colony of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Start thinking about putting some days, one day aside and dedicate that day as a day of communion with God, rest with God, connection with family, get people in your house, whatever you want to do but I'm saying it should be pleasurable and if answering emails is pleasurable, we need to pray for you right after this. I'm talking about the work of, of answering emails. You should be able to put that laptop down and that phone down yes. and not be uh, nomophobic. Okay. Uh, nomophobia is the phobia of fear of not having your phone. Right. And if you can't have it and you can't function, then you can't rest, which means you can't trust God, mm. with a phone. Mm. How do you really think you're going to trust him when a real trial comes? Wow. If you can't trust him with a phone. So the idea that Jesus was saying was, this daughter, how much more wonderful is it, and it was another place of healing, for them to be healed today. Yes, A day of rest. Yes. Because for Jesus, healing is rest. Yes. Healing you, isn't Lord. oppressing for Jesus. Healing is as easy as the scripture says, day and night are the same before you. So when we consider the rest of the Lord I guarantee you when those of you who are still kind of a straggler on this idea you got to believe it first and my my job is to help you see what the Bible is saying not convince you of a new Christian kingdom way it's right there in the Bible that when you start resting it's going to start bothering you when you don't I'm telling you it's like going on vacation for free you don't have to pay for it and while you're there You are aware you have no care. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I did it again yesterday. First Lady was here with this wonderful training that uh, she had for people in crisis. Very, very powerful training. I could not believe that I stayed in my pajamas until 1 (laughs) o'clock. And loved it. (laughs) And I wasn't asleep. I, was, I played my little game, a little word loop game. I'm up with the 200 and something now. First lady's at 500 and something. Uh, and I'm just playing the little game. that I wrote. I wrote some dreams out. And I just sat and I thought. And I'm like, hold it. What? I and mean, I was tripped out. It's like I was in the movies. And nobody was there. All the lights were on. But ideas coming when you rest. Yeah. And so I wrote that down. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to prepare the sermon. that. I'm not getting to that point. I kind of do that all week. But I then finish it as I go. And it's like, I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to write that down. In fact, I'm going to read you what I wrote in a position of rest. You want to hear a rest thought? Yeah. You all can take those and start delivering them. This was a rest thought. On this left corner over here, you see how... Formal, this is. (laughs) Hey, but I got folders. I'm getting better as things fall all over the place. It's fine. This is the thought that came sin separated mankind from God. We know that, right? To redeem us, much was required. Think about that. To redeem us, much is required. Did he try it with gold? That's a question. Did he redeem us with gold? No, 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 no. Did he redeem us with cattle? No. Was there a time that cattle was used yes. as a redemption Correct. symbol? Yes. But what about?